0: 95.9 LPFM, Morehead Fargo, RadioFreeFargo.org. You can stream that web as you are. You can donate some cash money. This is an independent-run radio. We run on funds and underwriting. So if you'd like to do either one of those things, we'd be uh, happy to help you out with that. RadioFreeFargo.org. You can get hooked up with the people that take care of you. Again, it's kind of a gloomy day here. Thursday, side stage with Trap, noon to 3, something that just you would have just experienced if you've kept it locked to KRWF 95.9. Radio Free Fargo. He has rock. He has guests. It's he's kind of like uh, what's happening uh, in Fargo, kind of thing. It's a great show. I, again, if you've listened to that, then you you can't expect the same kind of quality out of me. I'm here to talk about cannabis. All right, cannabis legalization, cannabis progress, cannabis movement in the state of North Dakota and in South Dakota. We got a lot to talk about. Just bear with me. We'll get to it. Four twenty. We'll open a big fat bag of cannabis news. We're just in that kind of that uh, notable red tape section. Uh, this show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy, blackcottagealchemy.com, Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook, or you can tool in your little vehicle or maybe a rim, an umbrella strapped to your bicycle. Come downtown, go to Tochi Products. There's uh, the body butter, notably. Uh, I, I think everybody should have some body butter in their camper, and the medicine cabinet. There are other things in the line of Black Cottage Alchemy, but this stuff will handle anything that you can throw at it. You know, weird rash, funk foot, funk hand. And like I said last week, funk face. So thank you, Black Cottage Alchemy, for sponsoring this very show, Can I Talk Indy with Wilson. I'm Wilson. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like there's like bricks in a backpack that I'm carrying everywhere I go. But we'll talk more about my kratom debacle After the uh, after the musical break, the new life center helps people who are homeless and hurting go from merely surviving to truly thriving. Their aim is to help people in need, discover value and find hope. The new life center has evolved into a multifaceted emergency and crisis service center. Learn more about NLC. Visit the website at org or give them a call at 701-235-4453. And again, they serve lunch and I presume breakfast as well. But if you're going to go and you know, partake of those free things, you've got to blow into a breathalyzer. The more you know. And of course, I believe cannabis was created by a higher power. The main man God himself and I show him respect at the Antioch Church. Sunday mornings, 10 a.m. South Fargo. Come check me out. Anyway, after this show, it's Stinky Arts Music Mart. After that, it's Locals on the 8. After that, Radio Free Radio Madness. Okay, and then. Or maybe it's just Radio Madness. I got to look at that again. Man, my brain's skipping. And then Black Ring Ritual. That's your Thursday again. It's kind talking D with Wilson. I'm Wilson. We're going to talk about cannabis in a positive light. We're going to play some jams. I got a new Kanye West. We're going to end up the show with. We got a little groovy stuff. Got a little rock for you, and in between that, we're going to talk about cannabis. But I think we're up to the musical break. Uh, kind of talking D on YouTube. We give you this show uh, usually on Sundays now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, again. We talk about cannabis here. It's 420 degrees here in the studio. I'm dressed appropriately. Hold on. (coughs) Sorry, I'm dressed appropriately. I hope you guys are too. I'm uh, glad to have everybody here. This is P25, London, Black Crows, Amorica, Radio Free Fargo. Yes, and stink indeed. P25, London, the Black Crows, Amorica, 1994. Oh, man, what a great year. I don't remember any of it. But I believe I seen Pink Floyd in Minneapolis in '94, and I think I seen fish in Alpine Valley in '94, and I think I seen black crows maybe in '94. But that's neither here nor there. You got uh, yourself tuned into KRWF ninety-five point nine, LPFM, Moorhead, Fargo. We downtown Fargo here. We got umbrellas on our hearts and our heads. Because we're trying to plow through this thing. of Talk Indy with Wilson. I'm Wilson. I'm going to talk about cannabis in a positive light at 420. Forgot to tell you, though, when you're in Tochi Products, picking up my sponsor's products, Black Cottage Alchemy, you need to sign the Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act petition that's in there and support your uh, and put your support down in the signature for cannabis legalization. 21 plus to possess, 12 plants, licensed business. And uh, I think, yeah, and you can consume in your house. And you can also go to Orange Records, sign it there. There's other places, IndyCannabisCaucus.com. You can find out where uh, all that can take care of you in the town of the state of North Dakota. So, again, Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act petitions and the thing being circulated in the state of North Dakota. 21 plus to possess, 12 plants, licensed business. January 22nd of next year, I believe, is when all the signatures, 30,000 of them, are due. So, do your part. And that's the only thing happening, you know, because the legislators, just like South Dakota, they know cool. They, they know cool at all. So we're going to talk about South Dakota. They're back in my they're back on my third nerve. Those stinking codgy dodgy codgers. <laughs> anyway. Kind of talking to you with Wilson 420. We're going to open a big fat bag of cannabis news. I'm going to tell you now. So for. Oh, first of all, you knew you new people, put your right hand up. And say, I doth solemnly swear to only call cannabis, cannabis. I will never call it weed, dope, or marijuana. So help you God. Good enough. Okay, well, welcome to the show. We got that taken care of. I also just forgot what I was going to say before I remember to say that. But uh, anyway, for those of you guys that's been following me, I've been kicking this kratom thing. So basically, I uh, was going from 60 grams, I went from 60 grams, about three years, well, three years ago I was on meth. And I got in my head that I had ADHD, and whether I do or not, it's neither here nor there. We'll find out when I get to a clear baseline, probably three months or so down the road. But anyway, I used this as something to get off that. Well, I quickly just embroiled, embroiled? I just garnered myself a pretty big... Pretty big, uh, you know, addiction. Because again, I started with just like a couple capsules and then I'm getting kilos sent to me from some guy in Indonesia on some longboat. So anyway, fast forward to fast forward, now, you know, not being able to go anywhere with my little pouch. Blah, 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 blah. So two weeks ago and six days ago, I went from 60 grams down to about 14. And last Friday was the last day I did it and I jumped. So that's what they call it. They call it uh, you you reduce, and you jump because it, it kind of like limits the uh, withdrawals. But I mean, again, when I started taking Kratom, there were people taking Kratom. But you had to search pretty hard. There's way more places to get Kratom in the town that I live in now than then. So I think you're going to start seeing because it because I mean, I've kicked a lot of stuff. And man, I mean, my dopamine levels are crap. I've been taking cold showers the past three days. Have you ever taken a cold shower, listeners? Try that once and actually let it get cold before you get up in there. And then just love in it. Just like sit in that cold water. Like regulate your breathing. It's insane. And, and that barely does anything. I mean, I, I've got soreness that I've never had before. Because I'm working out probably three times a day. I've got to drop down and do push-ups just to get, just to get through the day. But I'm clean. Six days. Six days. Tomorrow's a week. Next thing you know, next Thursday, I'm going to be pushing two weeks. And then I'll do the math. Three weeks. So anyway... Good on me. That's just all I had to say about that. But again, I mean, if you are taking it, it is great. I I certainly don't think that it should be, you know, but my problem is I have an addiction problem. So when something is good, if it's sugar, if it's frickin McDonald's, if it's whatever, you may have a little Sammy sandwich from McDonald's once a month. I'm going to eat there every day, maybe twice a day. Maybe put a McChicken inside of the McDouble. Feel me like I, I can't. I don't. And so everything that's good for me, I mean, even in moderation, I, I know good at it. So it's something I'm going to have to deal with. So I'm going to try to figure out other ways to manage. Because, again, even if, I, even if I wasn't born with, like, a dopamine, you know, ADHD thing, me thinking I did and me treating it, like, with street drugs and weird nurses on the side, you know, like the Empire, <laughs> that's a story for another week. But anyway... I've 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 kind of you know relegated my dopamine and testosterone I mean my testosterone I'm basically like a baby girl right now I mean it's it's insane how depleted of some of these things that I can note but anyway can kind of talk indeed with Wilson at 420 we're going over to big fat bag of cannabis news but now I'm going to mellow you guys into something like a brand new talk make your move and then I got a little mono neon for you bass lovers here's make your move talk Nice little rainy, groovy mix for you. Make your move. Brand new talk. Then Black Bag of Surprise. Some sort of like, like, almost like a Stevie Wonder prodigy with that mono neon. And he plays with Ghost Note, and he's the bassist. But apparently he plays the organ. He's on some sort of, I don't know, like a Rhodes organ. Anyway, KRFF, Radio Free Fargo. talk and D with Wilson. We're going to talk about cannabis in a positive light right after we hear this. RadioFreeFargo.org. You can go there. You can stream wherever. Donate. At the end of this little jammy, we're going to talk about cannabis. North Dakota first, then we're going to reel on South Dakota. So come back in a second. We'll do it. Yo, it's Wilson from Canadak, ND. You know, the super awesome show you're getting ready to listen to. I think you should go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll wait. Okay, enjoy the show. that was Wake and Bake by the Goats. That's been my intro for... Well, almost two years now here at KRFF 95.9, Radio Free Fargo, the only station running on monies and support by your peoples and not big corporations. We do what we want here. Well, okay, I, I don't think that's true. But I am going to talk about cannabis in a positive light. I got a bunch of news for you. But just to get started, Indy for Freedom of Cannabis Act, that's what's happening in our fine state of North Dakota. You can go to IndyCannabisCaucus.com, find out where it is in your town, go there and sign the petition. Here in Fargo, downtown Orange Records and Tochi Products, where there's also uh, Body Butter by Black Cottage Alchemy, who sponsors this show. Thank you to them. Cannabis Moment. Illinois adult use, normally I end with the show, but I got so much stuff to talk about, and I'm i am not going to lie, I'm getting kind of bored with this thing. But we've got the stats in. Illinois adult use cannabis sales exceeds $100 million for six months in a row. And I did want to tell you that, in fact, it did outsell liquor for like the whole quarter. So like four months has outsold uh, booze. By I don't know, like 15 million. But anyway, uh, Illinois saw 121 million dollars plus in cannabis purchases last month with 81 million coming from in-state and 40 million from out-of-state visitors. I mean, that just should tell you something that that is that's a lot of money in a month <coughs> by people who don't even live there. And I mean. Again, I always thought like back in Colorado, like if you wanted and you were a gangster, you could drive to Colorado hit, you know, stay there three days and go to every store because they don't track each separate store where you buy so you can buy an ounce at each one. Go to 20 dispensaries or whatever. I don't even know what that equates, to quarter pounds, two pounds, whatever. And then just buzz on back. I mean, would the money be there? I don't know. But I, I guarantee you, like all these people ain't sitting in hotels burning up that $40 million in a month in the state. They're coming and going. That's, I mean, and that's just a guess. I'm, I'm not a cop or a lawyer, but I am Wilson, who <coughs> seems to be having some issues today. But anyway, I'll sanitize the mic before I leave. No, I'm not coughing on the mic. I'm just kidding. But anyway, Illinois took in more tax dollars from cannabis and alcohol for the first time last quarter. So that's January to May. It's insane. So then, no, January, February... March, April. So then it'll be May, May, June, July, August. So we're going to get the next quarter here soon. And I would imagine that we're, uh, we're going to kill it. Or they're going to kill it. But good job, Illinois. I hope to get to Illinois to see my aunt. And maybe I'll buzz into something. So this is another thing. Massachusetts cannabis sales top $2 billy billion since launch of adult use market regulators report. And we're not going to go any further than that, really, because, again, we've got a lot to talk about. But if you're wondering if cannabis makes money in legal states and that's your that's your argument for, you know, not wanting to put the work in to have legal cannabis in your state. I mean, I I haven't reported deficits since I started this show two years ago and I've slowly watched cannabis income quickly, quickly get up into those billion dollar marks. And again, where are the stats that would support it? Could you imagine if that was crack? Could you imagine if Massachusetts was kicking down, and who knows, you know, but $2 billion in crack sales, and everybody would just be chill, eating corn dogs, playing Parcheesi in a park they actually water and take care of. Cigarette butts get picked up because conscious conscious cannabis users don't like the litter. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be their litter. It could be your ignorant, self-absorbed litter. They'll pick it up for you. A crackhead twitching for the last five days. He's gonna poop on your stinking goodwill. That's what he's gonna do. He's gonna take a pee on your face, and then hit you up for a nickel, and then jerk his way down the street. You see what I mean? So, so where are the stats that which other? Let's say there was like I don't know, like a hundred million dollars last month sold in guns in Illinois. Would you have any? You know, would you have any comparative stats? like more places getting robbed, you know, come and goes are closing at 4 p.m. because they're afraid of the guns. No, you're not hearing none of that. So why, you know, why can't you use these as the, you know, as the rule and go, well, look at these stats. There's no way we, we're not gonna win. There's no, there's no, you know, there's decreases in, you know, in stinking workman's comp forms. There's decreases in ER visits. I mean, I've I've read countless of stats over the last two years that I've been doing this here at Canada Talk and deal with Wilson on Radio Free Fargo, 95.9. I, I, again, I mean, I, I beg people to send me what what's disrupting and, and tearing apart their, their country or their county or their state because of this demon cannabis. Because all I see are positives and numbers going down, never up. But again, just put that in perspective. If they can... If if these sales were for crack or fentanyl, however fentanyl, they may be a billion dollar market in Illinois. I don't know, but you also have an opioid problem in Illinois. And how do you know that? Because you're in the hospital all the time. Your your loved ones are losing you. You know you're outside with no jacket, just mumbling to yourself. And you used to be a, you know third grade school teacher threw your hip out one day. They prescribed you more than they should have. Cannabis wasn't an option. Well, I mean, show me that comparison with cannabis. You know, is it going to have to be around a while before we start seeing negative effects? This stuff's been around since the existence of time. Since people figured out how to write a pen, you know, write some chalk on a wall. Nobody wrote, oh, you better watch out for this cannabis coming up. Guys, it's going to really get you. No. You'd see like a bottle of fire water and some guy, you know, half naked laying in the cave. Anyway, I get sidetracked here, but I'm amused. So I'm assuming it's possibly amusing to y'all. So anyway, Cannabis Moment further goes and says House committee orders Pentagon to review racially discriminatory drug testing of military personnel. That's fantastic. A key House committee on Wednesday approved a large-scale defense spending bill that includes report language voicing concern about racial disparities in military drug testing practices and ordering the Pentagon to conduct a review of the issue, which I don't know what that means, but uh, lawmakers did not file an amendment requiring the secretary to issue regulations. So I don't want to get into this because it sounds kind of boring, but they're concerned with the racial disparities, so I don't know whatever that stinking means and what they're going to do about it. You know, testing, uh, let's see. Uh, Apparently, they're looking at the possibility of standardizing demographic reporting of drug testing activity, including the demographic makeup of those who are randomly screened and the results and investigations that follow. Well, that don't sound very good. Boo on them. They're still going to be oppressing people. They're just going to be oppressing people evenly, which I mean, hey, I I don't want any one group being racially profiled. But I also don't want to, you know, be discriminated against, you know, so they're, they're both bad, you know, so just remove them. But anyway, Cannabis Moment, one last article here from the fantastic cannabis online you know, news place has a word in it that I have solemnly swore to never say. So, I mean, you really need to fix that first word moment. It should be Cannabis Moment. But anyway, allowing public cannabis smoking leads to bigger NYC arrest declines than in other legalized places. Here we go. The number of cannabis-related arrests and summonses plummeted in New York City in the first quarter since the state's legalization took effect. While it may not seem surprising to see arrests drop following legalization, the decline was far more significant than those seen in other jurisdictions that have previously ended cannabis prohibition, and it likely has to do with the unique aspect of New York's cannabis law that allows for public smoking. Oh. Arrests for criminal possession of cannabis fell from 163 in the first quarter of 2021 to just 8 in the last quarter. Let me just read that again. Arrests for criminal possession of cannabis in the great city of New York fell from one sixty-three in the first quarter of twenty twenty one to just eight in the last quarter. Now, now is that good news? You know, is that a win for cannabis? I mean, do you anti cannabis people say, well, that well, what do you say to that? That seems like a positive result of cannabis legalization. Does it not do you? You know? So anyway, under legalization, adults 21 and older can possess up to three ounces of cannabis. So those busts are for possession in excess of the limit. So quarter poundy pound. Cannabis related summonses, meanwhile, declined from 3,687 in the first quarter to just eight in April, May and June. Six were for unlawful possession of cannabis and two were for unlawful sales. The state has yet to launch retail sales of recreational cannabis, creating an access barrier. See, and that's what's always kind of tripped me out. You can have three ounces. And they're not going to question you where you got it, but you couldn't have got it in New York. And if you didn't get it in New York, you got it illegally in New York because there's no places to buy it retail. So that's just trippy to me. That's really trippy because I don't know any other state that allowed you. Oh, I know what I forgot to do and I'm going to stop right here. We got to talk about South Dakota. I didn't want to. I Yeah, we got to talk about South Dakota. So anyway, I just wanted to read this. South Dakota is starting to push back. And by South Dakota, I mean the legislators And this is for medical, and now 70% of the people in South Dakota voted for medical. So it's a majority. The people should be dictating the movements, but it's not that way. Those Kaji Dodgers are running it, and their mindset is anti-cannabis, and so they're not, I mean, they're not given any wiggle room. In fact, they're cutting down dreams, all right? So there's still no decision from the South Dakota Supreme Court on amendment A, which was the recreational Measure that was voted on, fifty-four percent. They thought it violated the single subject rule. They should have been out in July with it, saying whether or not it did or didn't. I believe they're stalling because they know that if they wait long enough, they could maybe foil attempts to put some other new ones for cannabis legalization on the ballot. So it's dirty pool. They know stinking, stinking well what they would decide. They're not still getting together, going, boy, oh boy, we're we'll really betwixt and be puzzled. You know, we we just don't know what to do. Do we say it violated or we no? They know. Still no statement from Governor Noem on how much of your money that South Dakota taxpayers she has spent on her anti-freedom lawsuit. Still no respect for the will of the people. That's uh, South Dakota for uh, better uh, cannabis laws. And I just wanted to read that, get that out of the way. And then I got a little something else to talk about in South Dakota. But uh, I just wanted to uh, talk about this smoking thing. And so you compare those figures with that of Chicago in the first year after Illinois' legalization law took effect and retailers opened in 2020, there were still nearly 3,000 cannabis-related arrests disproportionately targeting black people. And that's even when it was law and retailers were open. And while most of those arrests were for possession over the lawful limit and illicit sales, another factor that has likely contributed to the more abrupt abrupt drop in arrests in New York is that, alike in other legal states, hold on, <coughs> public consumption of cannabis is legal in places where tobacco use is permitted. After cannabis was legalized in Colorado, Denver saw a significant reduction in arrests for possession, dropping from 1548 in 2014 to 35 or 351 in 2016. At the same time, however, public consumption and display arrests skyrocketed from eight to 891 in that same time frame. So I think we're talking about public consumption here. And if you're like New York, your numbers go way down. And so again, that's a money grab. New York City ain't money grabbing. Now, they're going to grab you for your sub sandwiches and your $4,000 pork, you know, pulled pork sandwiches, you know, your $80 grinders. But it seems like they're pretty fair with this public consumption. So anyway. It likely helps that after then Governor Andrew Cuomo signed it into law, NYPD sent a memo to officers updating them on the new policies and explaining what they can and can't bust people over so. And while retail sales aren't expected to launch in the state till next year, newly inaugurated Governor Kathy, whatever her last name is, who replaced Como for, you know, the thing, is prioritizing the implementation of legalization. So that's interesting. Let, let's see. Cannabis legalization will cre- create more than 60,000 new jobs, spurring $3.5 billion in economic activity and generating an estimated $300 million in tax revenue when fully implemented. Now, again, tell me the negative. Why? Why, based on, you know, your research, can you tell me that those aren't wins? Now, if you're saying like, well, it's a sin, and if they're doing it in public, we need to bust them because they're going against God. then if you say it's not illegal anymore, then you're just perpetuating the sin. I, you know, I, I don't, I'm just not convicted like that. I believe cannabis is, should be pretty friendly and easy to use. And we should get hemp back into our diets. You know, we should be rotating our crops like the stinking Bible says. And stop using crops that provide you a higher, you know, capital. Like stinking corn and soybeans are horrible for the land. They don't take any. They, all they do is take. And if you don't rotate your crops, you, you just you're just you're raping the land of the nutrients that won't come back in time. Same thing with, you know, harvesting trees that are genetically modified to hurry up and create, you know, two by fours. They're just not as strong. You know, they just don't have many year rings in the, in, the, in the trunk. So cannabis is just that all the way up and down. So if it's that way, if it's good for agriculture, if it's good for our diets, if it's good for our medicinal whatever, then why couldn't it be used recreationally? Again, coffee and sugar are killers. They are. Same with fats. You know they will kill you. You know, I mean, you never seen a lean piece of meat clog up your artery, playa. So that's what I'm saying. So and you can eat, you can eat bacon out in public. You can eat, you can dip bacon into stinking sugary bacon grease with a fat whole milk glass of milk with a stinking sausage stuck in it. And I would argue that that would have potential, potentially more liabilistic effect on your body, thus your loved ones losing you too soon because you could eat all the sausage dipped in bacon, sugar grease that you wanted. So you did. So, and, and, and again, so there's all kinds of deaths related to those legal things that are allowed. And then now again, you know, like in a, in a religious perspective or perspective, like booze and any sort of drugs or any sort of sin related things. Okay. I get it. But again, there's things that you do all the time, in your potlucks and on your Bible studies, that do have adverse, effect, you know, effects on your body over time. So compare them, you know. It, I mean, that's all I'm saying. I think it's beneficial, and now we're going to talk about. Okay, hold on. It's not Kilo Land, my soon-to-be brother-in-law said. No, my soon-to-be. Son-in-law. Yeah, soon-to-be brother-in-law. That wouldn't happen unless one of my brothers got divorced. Or my sisters. But anyway, my soon-to-be son-in-law says it's not Kelo Land, it's Kelo. Like yellow. So I apologize to Kelo Land for mispronouncing it. But anyway, this was posted by Bob Mercer. And uh, he corrected something. But I don't want to talk about that. Pierre, South Dakota. A panel of state lawmakers recommended Wednesday that the legislators should ban homegrown cannabis plants for medical use and overrule South Dakota voters. Nearly 70 percent of voters approved IM 26 last November that legalized medical cannabis. One of the provisions calls for a three plant minimum if a cardholder has a registry and identification card to cultivate it at home. But the legislator's medical cannabis subcommittee voted six four Wednesday to recommend banning homegrown cannabis. Now, it wasn't, you know, it was included in the cannabis thing that people voted on told that Colorado officials recommended not allowing homegrown. So Representative Rhonda Milstead, who serves on the Adult Use Cannabis Subcommittee, asked, why are we not listening to the experience? Well, she sounds like an idiot. Because, I mean, two wrongs don't make it right. You know what I mean? So anyway, the Medical Cannabis Subcommittee Chairman, Senator Brian Brettling, said references to homegrown were scattered throughout South Dakota's new laws. He said it's hard to pick out a specific section to take a vote on. He said the vote was on the concept of an overall repeal. So he wants the whole thing repealed. After the roll call, he said the issue would go next to the full cannabis study committee, state senators and 16 representatives. The discussion came about one hour after the cannabis panel voted eight to two to set some sort of maximum number of plants that could be be possessed. But what I don't understand, if you put the number in the thing you guys vote for, if the people vote for six plants, then why are these guys, why do these guys get to come up with panels to set some sort of maximum number? Because the maximum number would have already been voted on by the people, right? And that's the problem. 70% of the people is an overwhelming amount of people that the, the people running it, the regulatory board, should just be going along. Like adding the T's and I's and the, you know, the commas and the whatnots to make it smooth, not changing it by being able to vote them. That's ridiculous. And it certainly takes away the power. I mean, the whole voting on things just seems like a big sham these days. So anyway, the department must announce by October 29, its process for issuing medical cannabis cards to people who have debilitating conditions and physician approval and to caregivers. Lawmakers on the adult use subcommittee also discussed banning homegrown cannabis Wednesday afternoon. Yvonne Taylor, executive director for the South Dakota Municipal League, said her organization opposes homegrown marijuana. Well, who cares, Yvonne? Nobody cares. I don't care. I'm not from South Dakota. But if I was, I would have voted for it. So I don't care what you say. I mean, why does she even get to say? Her organization shouldn't mean squat because 74% of the people voted for it. She obviously was the 26%, but she's the minority. She doesn't get to have a say because majority rules, I thought. So anyway, the adult youth subcommittee chairman, Representative Hugh, said the South Dakota Supreme Court is still weighing whether Constitutional Amendment A violated the South Dakota Constitution. Now, I believe they're not weighing it at all. They're not communicating any further about what they've decided. They've already decided. And now they're drinking their Mai Tais and they're, they're dancing and whatever they do in South Dakota. Going to Reptile Garden riding on a turtle. But whatever. They, uh, they're not weighing it. They're, I guarantee you they're not weighing it because this is not what you think it is. This isn't a complicated matter where they have to decide whether or not it violated the single subject rule. They don't. They just know that what they're going to vote on is not the popular 74 percent or the 54 percent. They know that they're not going to say the popular thing because they're getting pressed by, well, Governor Christie. She's challenging amendment. A. South Dakota voters gave it 54 percent. And she's using the taxpayers' dollars to get the attorneys to fight that. So, again, that's just crazy. Homegrown is one of the 12 topics that a subcommittee work group is considering for adult use legislation. Byron says he wants a draft distributed to lawmakers 10 days before the committee meets next month. He said the draft would be released to the public six to seven days before. Uh, Jeremiah Murphy, a lobbyist for the industry, told the committee that voters understood homegrown marijuana as a feature of Amendment A. We 100% would oppose the elimination of homegrown. Of course you would. Of course you would. Because 74% of the people vote. I mean, what are you saying? They can't read? They can't read? They can read. They can stink and read. They read it and then they voted on it. Because if it was a bill that you guys liked, if it was a bill that you wanted me to vote on, like some of the garbage that North Dakota legislators wanted me to vote on, I mean, they wouldn't be talking this jive. They'd be talking the opposite. They would be doing the opposite spin that they're doing now. And it just, it just, it's sickening is what it really is. So South Dakota got to get their act together. And by South Dakota, I don't mean the people in it because the people in it are awesome. The people that are fighting for cannabis legalization in South Dakota are awesome. But the people that don't like it happen to be in control. And that ain't right because the people should be in control. And that's what's going on this whole stinking world. So we're being told what to do. But we're supposed to be telling you what to do. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. I've never been happy with the way it's been and I've never really been vocal about it. But I mean, they're not listening to me. And I don't agree with a lot of them. So, I mean, if it's we the people. Then I think it's time the people start getting the say and 74% in South Dakota for medical homegirl Seems like a done deal for me unless I'm a good for nothing, self-absorbed, egotistic, egotistical control freak that likes the power he gets in South Dakota and the kickbacks he gets. Well, then there you go. So this is a little article from Normal. Alaska, regulatory change permits for greater THC levels in edible products. So shout out to them. Juno Anchorage, or Juneau, Alaska, It's going to take effect September 1st. It will allow adult-use cannabis retailers and manufacturers to provide edible products containing elevated quantities of THC groovy. So let's see what they're going to do. They're going to jump it from five megs to ten megs. And then you get multi serving products will be permitted to contain up to 100 milligrams of THC twice the amount previously permitted under the law. Uh, the changes were codified on August 2nd. The rule change comes at a time when lawmakers in a handful of states have recently debated imposing new rules and I agree with them. I think those little five milligram things are ridiculous lowering the amount of THC permissible when I'm in a state where it's legal in certain products. I'm here to change the line break right law. So specifically, recently passed legislation in Colorado reduced the quantity of THC concentrates that younger patients may purchase in a single day and called on public health officials to consider making further recommendations regarding the availability of higher-potency THC products. Now, I don't know. Um, going through this stupid Kratom withdrawal, if I was in a legal state, I would be certainly glad and relieved that I could get like some 100 milligrams. You know, because just the five MIGs ain't going to cut it. And like I said, I haven't slept more than probably, I don't know, three to five hours max a night in 20 days. And I certainly am not expecting to sleep tonight. I think I might sleep a little better. You know, I picked up a bunch of CBD today. But still, you know, it's gnarly. So anyway, Canada Talk and with Wilson every Thursday. I get in here at four o'clock, four twenty. I open a big fat bag of cannabis news, and this stinking Thursday was no different. It's a rainy day here in Fargo, radiofreefargo.org. You can go there, you can stream any show you want. On Thursdays, it's side stage with Trab, noon to three, then it's Canada kind of with Wilson, then it's Stinky Arts Music Mart, then it's locals on the eight, then it's Radio Madness. Then it is Black Ring Ritual. Bingo Bangle. That's your Thursday here on KRWF. This hour of programming on KRFF, uh, LPFM, uh, Radio Free Fargo, 95.9 FM, is being underwritten by Flatland Guitar and Luthery. Flatland Guitar is your full-service guitar shop and your exclusive dealer for Yamaha Taylor and Paul Reed Smith guitars and other brands. They sell guitars on consignment. They take trade-ins and have a full-service on-site repair center. Check out Flatland Guitar and Luthery on Facebook or visit them in person at 1450 25th Street, South in Fargo. Again, you've listened to, just listen to, Kenna talking and D with Wilson. Come in here every Thursday, 4:20. I chatty, chatty, chat about this week in cannabis news. This Thursday was no different, and I thank you all for joining me. It's now stinking time. What am I doing? I don't know. I forgot what I'm doing. Now I know what I'm doing. So good, I'm back. But anyway, I'm gonna play a little "Jails," brand new Kanye West. KRFF. Okay, there you have it. Jail, Kanye West. That's the brand new album, Donda. It's a wild album. But thank you for listening. Can I talk to you with Wilson? Every Thursday, I get in here right after side stage with Trab, Noon to 3. Talk about cannabis in a positive light. I talk about legalization. Talk about just the movement in general. I don't go back further than two weeks. I talk about this week. Next week, I'll talk about that week. I'll be back next Thursday after me. Stinky Arts Music Mart. Locals on the 8th. Radio Madness. And then you got... Black Ring Ritual. That's your Thursday here on KRWF 95.9 LPFM. Radio Free, Org. We stream in all the time. Wherever you are, you can listen. You can donate. There's uh, items for sale, I believe, on the website. You can reach out. We appreciate your support. Canna Talk indeed with Wilson, however, is being sponsored by Black Cottage Alchemy. Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. Blackcottagealchemy.com. It's got a full line of products, uh, colloidal silver and the like. The uh, body butter, though, is what I promote on the show. uh, You can get it at Tochi products. You can also sign the Indy Freedom of Cannabis Act petition. That's in there. You can also sign the petition at Orange Records. And I suggest that you do that. There's also other places in Fargo where you can sign. You can go to IndyCannabisCoccus.com to find out that. If you're in another town in the state of North Dakota, you can uh, Google the uh, aforementioned website and they can show you where you can go to get that done. Again, thank you for checking out kind of talking to you with Wilson every Thursday. Thanks for uh, bearing with me. I uh, I'm withdrawn as nasty Kratom man. Day six. I mean, it's like because here's what would happen if I if I broke down, and I stopped at Joe's and told you and I picked up a little Kratom. All my all my symptoms right now will go away. All my allergic symptoms, my runny nose, my 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 scratchy throat, my my body aches, my sore shoulder for some reason would instantly go away. And I noticed that back two years ago when I was just taking a few capsules here and there and I was donating plasma and then I would go and stinking, you know, I would run out the night before and then I'm like, no biggie. I'll go to donate plasma, then I'll have cash and then I can come back and get Kratom afterwards. And I should have known then because between Running out the night before and getting to plasma and getting back to, you know, where where I would get it, I would start getting these kind of like allergy type kind of symptoms from what they didn't exist before. And then I take the Kratom. Boom, it was gone. Same thing with the the kind of the mania that the. the mental torment that I would get it like 340 in the morning when my body's like, you didn't take enough Kratom the but you know, before you went to bed and now we're going to, you know, just mentally torture you. I would get up. I take a little bit and bingo. I just full relief. So six days on nothing. It ain't easy, but, uh, you know, I share cause I want, you know, I want to stay account you know, accountable. But anyway, I mostly talk about cannabis and cannabis legalization. And I'll talk about it again that next Thursday. But I think I'm about I'm about out of here. So benefit yourself or educate yourself so you can educate others on the benefits of cannabis. And that's all I got. David Allen Judgment Day. Peace.